Hi, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross, and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. Today's guest on the podcast is Ashley Drew. I first spoke with Ashley a few weeks ago in the three-way podcast with him and Daniel. Ashley has stage four cancer, and I was very inspired at that time by his optimism and positivity, as well as his continued love of running. I thought he'd be an interesting interview, as I think we would all be inspired by his attitude. I really hope you enjoy this interview. Ashley, thanks for joining me today on the Peak Endurance Podcast. It's my pleasure. It's wonderful to be here and chat again. Yes, that's right, because um, as the listeners may know, or not know, but I'll tell them, is uh, we chatted a couple of weeks ago with Daniel as sort of a, a roundtable discussion of many different things, and um, I personally find your story so interesting, I thought it'd be great to get you on my podcast so we could have a bit of a chat. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Yep. Now, you're um, a co-host with Daniel on the Trail Runners Experience, is that correct? That is correct. Yes, I I co-host with him on the Trail Runners Experience, and then I have my own podcast also called Run, Walk, Crawl. Oh, um, okay. Yep. Which I started uh, to try and interview people other than just runners, but it would appear that that seems to be the people that I interview anyway. Uh, I am working (laughs) on some other people... um, so when you say you wanted to interview people other than runners, who did you want? I wanted to speak to people who I meet. I meet a lot of people in hospital. Yeah. Uh, I spend far too much time in hospitals these days, something I never, ever wanted to do, but uh, that's where yeah. I've ended up. And um, so I spend a lot of time in hospital waiting rooms, um, lying on beds, uh, stuck yeah. next to somebody else who is in the same position as me or sometimes way worse um you know they're they're stuck there as well we're all connected up to machines and um we you know you've got to pass time so we just start chatting and i I wanted to record these people's stories because a lot of the people i meet are in the same sort of position they're terminally ill yeah and they have the most amazing stories and it's not necessarily about their illness at that point in time but just life stories, because uh, when you when you meet people who have cancer, yeah. cancer um, affects it, it affects everyone from any age, which is terrible. Like yeah. it's nothing worse than seeing kids and young people um, with cancer, and um, but it affects a lot of older people. By the time people get older the chances of an error code in their DNA occurring is very high and and you get cancer. So it's a lot of older people. And they just have these amazing stories of what they've done in their life. Um, And And I bet you get such a diverse range of people as well, like such diverse backgrounds. um, Cancer does not aim at an economic group or an education group. Or, you know, everyone gets smashed with it, I'm afraid. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's not pleasant. No. So, obviously, um, you have cancer and um, it's stage four, that's correct? Yeah, so I have stage four neuroendocrine cancer. Yep. Uh, And a a brief overview of that, that means uh, it's neurological. Oh, okay. um, 
the endocrine system is uh, how you produce hormones. So I have, I, I developed tumors originally. So when it was first growing, I developed tumors originally in the nervous system and those tumors also produce significant amounts of hormones. And the reason they produce hormones is to create a better environment for themselves to grow faster. Oh, okay. And um, <laughs> but it what, has how did really you... cool, not very cool actually, yeah. side effects. I, I bet because neurologically, then it would, if it's yeah. affecting your nerves. Yeah, it, it, um, it does have some weird stuff go on. And and how did you like? How did you know something was wrong? Um. Okay. So when I originally, uh. Before the really acute stuff, so looking back in time and, yeah. and using hindsight and saying, hindsight, yeah, did, yeah, did you did you realise you had cancer beforehand? This is a standard question that everyone wants yeah. to know. Did you realise you had cancer? And the answer is no. I did yeah. not realise I had cancer. I honestly thought I was a an athlete, and I've worked as a coach my entire adult life. Um, yeah, and, and I've, I work with elite athletes through to world champions, etc. Um, and people going to the Olympics, stuff like that. And I personally went out and, and ran and trained and stuff with these guys to not their level by any means. Yeah. I was the coach, <laughs> not the athlete. Big difference between the coach and the athlete. Um, <laughs> exactly. Some, sometimes you get a coach athlete, but, uh, rare. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I just thought, oh, I must just be getting old. I was, I was getting, uh. you know, I, I, I was in my, just, just into my forties. And yep. I went, oh, I must be getting old. It's taken me a long time to recover now. Um, yeah. You know, which is, which is normal in, in your 40s. Yeah. 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 Well, this is just it. I, went, oh, I need to sleep a bit more. I need to go to bed yeah. a bit earlier. I need to yeah. get up a little bit later. Um, yeah. I feel a bit tired in the afternoon before I, you know, coach a session. Um, yeah. I wonder whether I just need to eat more regularly. Yeah. Um, yep. stuff like that. So it was, it was nothing major, but, um, yeah. on the day that I got diagnosed, that was a little bit different. Yeah. So, um, that morning I'd got up, standard morning, made some coffee. Yeah. Having a shower before I head into work. So I would, um, as a general, as a coach, I, I was always working with people. You know, I wasn't an internet coach. Let's go with that. I was always, yeah. you know, in people's faces. Yeah. So we would start a coaching session in the morning at 6 a.m. That would run through to 8.30 a.m. And then we'd start another session in the afternoon starting at 3, 3.30 p.m. That would yeah. run through to 7, 7.30 p.m. Yeah. And there would be different athletes in that time slot. Sometimes of they're course. the same athletes. Um, I did coach some athletes for 40-odd hours a week where I was in their life 40-odd wow. hours a week. That's a lot, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, those guys were trying to go places. Um, yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, and in that 40 hours, you do a lot of different stuff. You don't necessarily, you know, like you're not making someone run for 40 hours. No, that, they might, that would be They impossible. might be doing a lot yeah. of prehab and rehab yeah. or... And all that important doing, stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All the other stuff that goes with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so this morning I've got up. I haven't, I didn't feel great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Could have just been a bug, whatever. Um, I've gone to the toilet and I'm urinating blood. Oh, golly. And then, and then I'm urinating chunks of blood. Oh. And 
Yeah, so clotted. So oh, that would have been blood, scary. Blood in the urine plus clotted blood. Okay, so this is yeah. a, bit, a bit wrong. Anyway, yes, I yeah. mentioned this to my wife, and, and she goes, right, okay, you should probably see a doctor. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, 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 I need to go to work. I've got this on and, you know. Oh, isn't on. it funny? Athletes, yeah, how we do athletes, that. Yep. Athletes come first. Yeah. And um, I've headed into work and I've got through the morning session and then I had a heap of paperwork to do um, that all needs to be handed up the chain you know, yeah. where I worked. And um, I was doing all that and then I've, I've walked over, which is about 300-metre walk from my yeah. set of offices over to, like, the main administration building. Yeah. And I've seen my, seen my boss in the hallway, my direct boss, so he was the head of the heads of sport. And um, he goes, geez, you don't look so well today. And I went, no, yeah. I don't feel real good. And he goes, oh, well, look, if that's all you need to do today is just paperwork, go home. And I went, no, 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 yeah. I've got sessions on this afternoon um, and I'll have – you know, my team of coaches will be here this afternoon, so oh, I'm just going to yeah. keep doing this. And then once my other coaches arrive, I'm I'm going to go to the doctor. Oh yeah, cool, that yeah. makes sense. Gone and seen his personal assistant, handed in the paperwork, um, sat back in my office. Yeah. Next minute, I've, next minute I've woken up on the office floor. So oh wow! When I say next, when I say next minute, that's the next. It obviously minute wasn't the next minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the next minute yeah. I remember. So. And I was um, in a building, a, a massive building, so a big, a big hall. Yeah. And I'm the only person in that office, basically until three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay. And so I've woken up and I can't move. I just couldn't move. I was stuck. <gasps> oh no! Really? Yeah, so all I, could, I couldn't even lift my head up off the ground or anything like that. I was. Were you thinking you'd had drawers. a stroke or something? I had no idea what yeah. was going on. Yeah. None at all. All yeah. I knew at that point in time was that I could see my telephone cord hanging down. Oh, but from you my just couldn't line. get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I wanted to get get that. And, yeah. And make a phone call. And yeah. um, so I don't know how long it took, but eventually I got to the stage where I could grab that phone cord, yeah. kind of hook it with my hand. I didn't have the ability to move my fingers or anything yet. Oh wow. And um, I've managed to pull half of my desk off on top of me. And I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. And I've kind of bashed at the phone with my hand and yeah. managed to get it to make a phone call. Yeah. And it, I, obviously the last number I called was my boss's office and yeah. it's redialed and his PA's picked up and I, I've asked for an ambulance. Yeah. And then wow. that, that was pretty much it. I don't remember much after that for a little bit. And then okay. I, I came to again. And I went, right, okay, I need to crawl to the door to the next yes. set of buildings. All right, so there's, if you can imagine, there's like um, two basketball courts and then I'm effectively in a third basketball court, but there's another wall in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in yeah. those other two basketball courts at this time of the year, that had all been carpeted and turned into a massive examination hall for people wanting to enter university. Ah, uh, so, okay, yeah. So there were all students sitting on the other side who were doing exams. Oh, and right. I wanted to get to that door, open the door, and ask for help. Yeah. And so I don't know how long that took, but I managed to get crawl, like commando crawl, to that door, 
probably yeah. sort of 12 to 15 metres along the ground, opened the door, asked for help, and then yeah. I don't remember anything wow. again until I wake up again. And this time there's people standing all the way around me. I've got yeah. oxygen on my face. Um, there's people holding me down, telling me not to get up. Um, okay. And so I don't know whether I'd been trying to get up and I just don't You must have been, yeah. Doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, fight or flight, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, right. They told me that an ambulance was on the way. So that was actually like we had a um, – people could live on campus. So we oh, had okay. like a, a medical hospital on campus and, and that was oh, the, wow. the nurse had put oxygen on me. Yeah, okay. I was wondering, yeah. Yeah, and – I, I recognise some of the people standing around me as, as colleagues, et cetera. Um, yeah. Everyone kind of freaking out a bit. Um, yeah. And me, not so much. I was just like, just let me up. Which <laughs> um, <laughs> I think was pretty much passing through my head anyway. Eventually, ambulance mm. came and I started to kind of feel better. Ambulance came, they started doing tests and stuff and um, said, right, well, we're definitely taking you to hospital. And yeah. cool. Let's go to the local yep. um, hospital that you know I've, I've been to before with my kids and whatever, and yeah, you know in the past had my legs stitched up when I decided to cut it open with a knife by accident, oh, and, God. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> so we ended up at the hospital, and by this stage I felt fine again. Yeah, you know, and even the doctors walked in and goes, "You look all right," and it's like I feel fine. Um, yeah, he goes, "Right, well, we need to do blood tests, we need to do urine tests, etc." And I've Gone and done a urine test again, and same thing, just urinating blood. Oh. And um, at this stage, I think it was like 2.30 in the afternoon. So I yeah. had made a doctor's appointment that afternoon, but never made it. Of course, yeah. Obviously. And <laughs> um, anyway, so I had – I've given him the blood, the, um, the urine sample, and he's done blood tests and gone, right, well, something's yeah. definitely wrong. Like your markers yes. are all over the place. We're going to send you off for a CAT scan. Had a CAT scan, came back to the to the you know emergency bay as such that I was yeah. in. Um, the doctor comes back, and he just plain as day says to me, "There's masses throughout your your gut area. Oh. Um, you've got cancer. We think it's oh, lymphoma. Gee. There'll be a surgeon wow. here in about. There'll be a surgeon here in ten to fifteen minutes. Wow! And they told you this. You're on your own. Yeah, yeah, like my family and stuff hadn't got there yet. Oh, wow. Um, my wife had to pick up like our three kids from school and yeah. all of that sort of stuff. Plus yeah. I worked like an hour from where our house was effectively. Uh, uh, the school yeah. was in the, like our kids' school was in the opposite direction to our house compared with so the hospital. So even once she picked yeah. them up, it'd be a while, yeah. Correct. Yeah, so there's just, you know, myriad of stuff going yeah. on. I think my parents were the first to turn up. Somehow okay. they contacted my parents Oh, that, well, that's um, good, though. And they'd come from yeah. their works independently. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. um, surgeon didn't rock up for ages. Oh, really? Eventually, surgeon, eventually a surgeon did come, like, like yeah. literally like three hours later. We had a <laughs> Jeez. chat. So, in spite of him saying 10 to 15 minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but the, surgeon, the surgeon, he apologised. The surgeon was really yeah. nice. Apologised. I'm sorry. Um, the surgery that I've just finished became oh, way okay. more complicated. Yeah, fair enough. Then. I couldn't get here. Yeah. Um, and I kind of threw him under that bus, I found out yeah. later too. 
of making yeah. my surgery way more complicated. And, oh, okay. Um, so he came, he had a look at my scans and stuff, said, look, I can't do surgery tonight. I've been in surgery all day. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think you've got lymphoma. Oh, okay. Looking at the scans. He goes, you've got cancer. I just don't yeah. think it's lymphoma. And if I do the surgery for lymphoma... And it's not. And, got an, and it's not. Yeah. You will end up dying on the table. Oh, okay. Okay, hmm. cool. Okay, well then... Yeah. Let's, like, let's not the be ha- yeah. Ha- yeah. hasty. So, yeah. What's the next step? So the next step then was um, I want you to have this a PET Dota G68 scan. Okay. And it needs to be very – and I say that very specifically because it needs to be a very specific type of scan. So it was at research level at this okay. point in time. It's uh, okay. no longer yeah. at research level, but it yeah, was yeah. there. Yeah. Completely out of pocket. Insurance company ain't going to cover it. Of Medicare course they wouldn't. Yes. Cover it. Oh my so golly. But you have. You, yeah. You have it's to necessary. It. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the start of large medical bills. I can imagine. Um, yeah. So I had to pay that upfront. They wouldn't do anything without me paying that. Oh wow! Upfront. upfront. Yep. Jeez, so that's I had to a bit pay, rough. I paid that bill upfront. It would then take them twenty-four hours to make the special isotope that they would oh, then okay. inject. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that isotope apparent at that point in time was being flown from Holland to Australia. Oh. And then injected That's... into me. Wow. So they made the isotope in Holland. how expensive it is. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> and, they, and it's only got a very limited life, apparently. So it has to be made and then flown out. Yeah. And uh, do they have the capacity to make it here yet? Or not? Yeah, they do. They do now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, there's actually, last year, I had a, another, like I have scans pretty regularly now, but yeah. last year there was a problem with our nuclear reactor in Sydney, which uh-huh. makes all the medical stuff, and it was yeah. actually then starting to come out of South Africa. Huh. Um, and there was actually a shortage where people were getting phone calls and told we can't do your scan because oh, no. we don't have the, the products, because there was a fault in The Australian one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the Australian one now exports that product to the United States. <laughs> so it's almost so, come full yeah. circle. <laughs> it's almost come full yeah. circle. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I had this scan, and the first time um, that I was meant to have the scan, it didn't happen. There was some faults yeah. that occurred, and the the solution didn't come. So then yeah. I had to wait another day, and then I had <sighs> the scan. And I got wheeled down to have the scan at like 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. On a Friday morning. And um, my surgeon had to be in a conference in Sydney that, mm-hmm. he, was, that he was like the guest speaker at. Oh, okay. Um, which is what kind of makes this story interesting and funny at the same time. Um, yeah. I've had the scan and I've said to the, the tech who did the scan, did you see anything? Of which yeah. he goes, no, no, I don't know how to read those scans. And it's like, oh, that's what they always say. Yep, that's yep. what they always say. Because they're not <laughs> yeah. doctor, they don't want to tell they're you. They're not allowed to. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's anyway, right. Anyway, yep. I never made it back to the room. I went straight from there. Oh, it was, oh really? I, I, yeah, I get to op. And I kind of joked with my surgeon the day before because he mm. was an athlete himself. And we were talking about coaching and, you know, stuff like that. Mm. And I tried to crack a joke in pre-op with him. Well, oh, okay. I got a completely different guy because he goes, no, this is way more serious than I thought it was. Oh, and it really? was like, 
Right, Ooh. okay. He goes, you yeah. may not wake up today. Oh, geez, that's something to be told. Okay. All right. That's wow. That's very full on. And um, the other thing is some of the people in surgery there, I yeah. knew them because I had coached their kids. Oh, of course. <laughs> and they recognised me straight away too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a very interesting dynamic in pre-op. Um, well, they, I guess they had more of a vested interest in, you know, in ensuring it went well. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Depends what, yeah, depends maybe not. Annoyed them or not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, the surgeon said in particular, look, you've lit the, the, the scanner up like a Christmas tree. Oh, that wow. was his words. And, yeah. um, anyway, so we went into surgery. He'd asked me a whole bunch of questions. Did I mind losing this part of my body or this part of my body because they are all about to be removed? How did you make that decision? Well, the the decision was really easy. Yeah, Uh, because... Do you need to to save my life? And he goes, yeah. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I went into surgery. Um, Apparently, my wife had been told the surgery... This before the scan wouldn't be that yeah. complicated and would be uh, fairly okay. straightforward. Yeah. Um, so she was expecting me to be back up like within um, within sort of three hours. It yeah. was like nine to twelve hours later. They had to oh my scrub gosh. In, yeah, they had to scrub in two extra surgeons. Wow. Um, due to the complications. Yeah. And. Um, my surgeon didn't get down to Sydney straight away. He'd had to have his flights That's right. all changed, yeah. etc. Yeah. Um, I have since found out that that is the most complicated gastrointestinal cancer surgery he has ever done. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're you're a unique case. Yeah, and I was the person <laughs> he ended up talking about in Sydney at his ah, talk. Okay. Wow. So, wow! Yeah. So that was that's a that was a big day, a very big it was day, a very a few, big da- day. few days. Yeah, it became wow a, a very big period of time. So basically, that's, I can that's how it ended up. And, yeah. Um, so it was so then, you were yeah. So sorry, no, go on. you go. No, you go. So you were you were a runner before all of this happened. Yeah. So in the three days before I collapsed, I had yeah. clocked up fifty k's. Nice. Yeah. So you okay. weren't unfit. You were fit. You were, oh, yeah, I was you fit. know. Um, and yeah. the surgeon has particularly said that that's probably what saved my life. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was the fact that I well, was then, so fit. That's a good thing then that you were so fit. Yeah. Were yeah. you training for anything in particular at the time or just running for running sake? I was just running for running sake. I really yeah. liked running. Um, yeah. my, my staff knew that if I came back from a board meeting or a director's yeah. meeting or any meeting where I walked into my office, grabbed my yeah. running gear, that they yeah. knew to keep their mouth shut, not talk to me. <laughs> and Until after the run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, do, that and sounds if it was during fair. the day, I never, went, I never went for a long run. I would always yeah. just go for a short run to mull over whatever yes. political BS Rubbish. had been discussed yeah. about sport. Because yeah. in my job, we made a lot of decisions about the way the rules of the sporting bodies would operate and stuff like that. Oh, and okay. Yeah, yeah. Some some stuff that flicked back and forth was just, yeah. 
Yeah. Sport becomes political when you get high enough into it. Yeah, um, yeah, I can imagine. But yeah, and, and I, so yeah, you use running as a stress release, as fitness, as all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, and yeah, so, so my my staff all knew that if I went for a run, don't talk, just yeah, wait. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good advice. Um, and um, so once all of this happened, how long was it before? Well, that you went home, and then how long was it? And when I say recovery, I mean that you were able to sort of start doing things again. And and how long before you knew that how serious it was for for everything? Okay, so I my surgeon obviously I didn't see him for until Monday. So this yeah. was like on a Friday. I got wheeled back in like Friday night. Yeah. Um, I'm allergic to morphine, so oh. I was on a different drug to try and knock out the pain. Yeah. Um, morphine is a drug that actually has a cumulative painkiller effect. Uh, okay. So the more you take, it, it, it's kind of lasts in the body for ages. The drug that they had me on, which is fentanyl, yep, only lasts for a couple of minutes and then it, it completely disappears out of your body. A couple of minutes? Yeah, a couple of minutes. Literally a oh, couple of minutes. That's so good ordinary. You, yeah, you put on a machine that you can press a button, and but you uh-huh. can only get a certain dose rate. Um, so basically, it's not frequency. not as good at at reducing pain as say morphine is. That is correct. No, in oh. oh no. Um, anyway, so I'm lying in bed. I can't move. I have monitors and machines everywhere. Tubes hanging out of every yeah. orifice, um, yeah. and you know, just uh, basically, I was being kept alive by a bunch of machines at that point in time. Yeah. Yep. They had removed um, about 90 centimetres of intestine wow. um, plus bits of liver and spleen and pancreas and um, parts of my stomach lining and, <sighs> you know, and apparently they had debated during surgery to go further. Um, oh, really? Yeah, wow. but they had decided not to because the surgery might end up going, like, for 24 hours. Yeah, um, and that's stressful on the body too, like, to be... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they just decided, no, that was as much as they could get. And the fact was that it was kind of already too late. I was stage four. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so basically I remember waking up, I don't know whether it was Saturday or Sunday because, you know, I'm in and out. Yeah. And I had a tube that was going up, I think it was going up my nose, down the back of my throat. And they used that to pump my stomach. Because I couldn't let anything go through my stomach. Because my stomach had been, or my intestines had been resectioned in a number of yeah, places yeah. And, and then put back together, there was so much inflammation, they couldn't let food go in there and cause infection yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, they had to yeah. keep pumping my stomach. Whenever they came and did that, that was a very unpleasant experience. Oh, I bet. One of, one of the most unpleasant experiences in my life. Yeah. And oh. the first thing I wanted to do was get rid of that. And I, yeah, I, I remember yeah. seeing somebody, some doctor, said, what do I need to do to get this out of my body, yeah. like this this stuff? And he goes, well, you've got to – it's just a time thing. Like you've, it's, you've got to have healed enough. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a couple of markers that, that I had to display yeah. that would enable them then to pull that out. And I was like, right, okay. And then – I remember my surgeon coming back and him having a chat with me and he go, you know, everything looked, went really well from what we could do. 
Yeah. You've definitely still got stage four cancer. We haven't been able to get it all. Um, yeah. But, you know, an oncologist will be here. Dave's coming to see you. Yeah, I'm just calling Dave now. Um, <laughs> Dave, Dave is also, he's an oncologist, but he's also a very keen athlete. Okay. Um, which is excellent. So I've managed to get yeah. two athletes. So yeah, that's knew, pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So they knew where I was coming from whenever I talked about athletic stuff and wanting to do something yeah. stupid yeah. again. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, basically, it was a matter of trying to get rid of all of these machines. Yeah. And then get out of hospital. I just wanted to get out of hospital. Of course, you I would. was. Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor said, "Look, you, you might be out of here in three weeks. You probably have Christmas here." Um, and I've just gone, like hell, there's no way that I'm going to be <laughs> So how long, how long weeks, was it? Seven days. Wow, that's awesome. Basically, he said to me, you have to do three laps of the ward, unaided, yep. and I'll let you out. <laughs> so you started gone, right. training for it. <laughs> yeah. So I, you yep. know, I literally started training for it. I said, so yep. what do I need to get... Just, like, I'll do three laps of the ward now. That's not that far. I ran 50Ks this week yeah. already, you know, because um, yeah. this is only a few days later, effectively. Yeah, of it's course. Within, the, yeah. within a week. Yeah. And um, John, yeah, we'll see whether you do that or not. You know, he obviously knew yeah. stuff that I, I had uh, far greater yeah. ambition than I did uh, potential at this point. And goes, right, well, you'll need a physio and two nurses to move the equipment that's currently keeping you alive oh, for you to be able to walk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. When can they when can they be here? Well, maybe tomorrow sometime we'll get you out of bed. Get me out of yeah. bed on my backside. We're going for a walk. Three laps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <slow. laughs> um anyway, the very first time I attempted it I did not make the door of the room. Oh wow. I collapsed before oh, making no. the door of the room. To be returned to the bed to be told, yeah, See? maybe yeah. you're a yeah. little bit stupid. But um, you kind of had to learn it yourself as well. I just pushed myself. Yeah, I just pushed yeah. myself as hard as I could push myself to, to get out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously so anyway, it worked because you were out within seven days. So I was, and there were people yeah. there who had had, like when I walked the ward, you know, you chat to everybody as you go around. Like there's you know, yeah. rooms every five meters. Um, yeah. And I would chat to everybody and say, hi, good morning, yada, yada, it's just yeah. the person that I am. And yeah. um, there were people who had been there for four months and had less surgery than I had, like a lesser really? type of surgery. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, um, so once depends. again, but that's, yeah, and that's, they may not have been as fit as you, I guess, or. And, and this is just it. Like some of them had said, you know, like they had lost significant amounts of weight while being in hospital and stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, they've, and they've entered the hospital. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, it, it took it, each day more and more machinery would be taken out of me. Um, yeah. And then uh, there, was, there was a number of incidents that happened where, like, I popped blood everywhere, like, with stuff <laughs> accidentally coming out of my arm and stuff. Or I've moved too fast or whatever. Yeah. There's some fun stories, basically. Oh, that, oh I can imagine. You know, exciting yeah. time, not really. But um, 
Anyway, yeah. so eventually, like, in hospital, I had made the decision that I was going to do another ultra. And that wow. came from my oncologist who said, yeah, you might have 12 months. Oh, okay. And I've just well, gone, that's wow, devastating to talk. Yeah. I've got 12 months to get an ultra in. Huh. And then, um, you know, so I, I basically had to learn to walk again. Um, yeah. I had a frame, like, to walk around the ward, but I did do the three yeah. laps. And then when I got home... So did you? I, were you allowed to do the three loops with the laps with the, with the frame? Yes, I was. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I got home, um, I just started doing laps from my front door to the... Um, uh, letterbox and back. Yeah. And I think I got up to like 102 laps or 103 laps in a single go um, yeah. before I went, oh, I'm probably fit enough now to walk up on the street, you know, without yeah. collapsing on the side yeah. of the street. Um, and I, I had my, my running poles. Ah, uh, yes. I, good I, idea. I used, I'd, I'd used those. I, I, I ordered yeah. online. You know, some rubber tips to change over from the, the tungsten yep. carbide tips to rubber yep. ones. And yep. so I used those. And then, like, all my running partners that I'd had, they would come over. And instead of doing oh, a normal brilliant. running session, we'd yep. go for a walk. That's great. And and then they'd yep. go for a run afterwards, of course. But, um, yep. you know, we'd go for a walk. and. But you had the support of the running community. I had the support of the running community. I definitely had the support yeah. of like all of my athletes and so on. Um, yeah. The support, the support came out of nowhere. Like I had support from people that I just never expected support from. Oh, really? Oh, that's it great. It was fan- fantastic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like life kind of went on as normal almost. Oh, where really? We just adjusted things yeah. to what I could do. Um, yeah. I think everyone was at that point, was kind of expecting me to drop dead. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you had other ideas. But I, ha- I had very definite other ideas. Yeah. I, I wanted to get back to work. Desperately yeah. wanted to get back to work. Um, I had stuff there that I wanted to get done, which sounds, you know, people go, oh, it's just crazy. That's what I was going to say. Most I would go back yeah. to work now in a yeah. flash if I yeah. could operate the same way. But coaching... Yeah, it's very taxing. it is very taxing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, especially like where you're coaching an athlete and you're there in the athlete's face, yeah. you have to be as strong as, if not stronger than the athlete. Yeah, of course. To be able yeah. to get them to do stuff that they won't, don't want to do at that point in time. Yeah. Which is what makes an athlete better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, athletes at times don't want to go and run repeats of a hill <laughs> unless yeah, you're there that's it. going yep. to run making now. sure it happens yeah 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 um and so how um, long before you were running again oh running again i think took it took me like eight weeks to walk again properly yeah. um because i'd been open i'd been opened up from my, uh, like, uh, I've got a good six-inch scar across my gut from mm. that first lot of surgery Yeah, where they had taken, look, they took all my belly button out and a lot of the musculature there yeah, because really? the tumours yeah. had all come through there. So, um, and that means then all your core strength kind of is gone? I, 
None, none whatsoever. Yeah. My yeah. wife was quite happy to let me know that that's what it's like to have a cesarean. <laughs> um, yeah. Because that's how our yeah. first kid was born, was an emergency yeah. cesarean when things didn't go right there. But, yeah. um, so, yeah, it um, had to wait for all that to, to knit back together, strengthen up. Yeah. Um, and it probably took me three months, maybe four months before I was like, you know, just jogging for 10 minutes for 10 meters and then walking for a hundred jogging yeah, for wow. 10 meters and then walking for a yeah. hundred and then it was just that yeah. process of doing that building it back up yeah and building it back up until i was running again yeah um and so did but, you get an ultra done in that first 12 months i did so uh, awesome. uh so I, I it was december like fifth or sixth when i'd i'd crashed out yeah. Um, of 2015 and October 2016, I did Washpool's 50k. Oh, fantastic! So yeah, and that was an experience in itself. Yeah, um, I had to. I had a whole new set of um, stuff that I had to carry. So I had to carry. Uh, now I had to carry hypodermic needles and. Oh, of course I didn't. Medica- yes, and medication that had to be kept cold. And I had to monitor different body signs and um yeah, it's just this myriad of stuff that you you just wouldn't calculate. So I had to carry a sharp spin oh. putting because you know, like the of course you can't just, of yeah, glass, that's right. yeah. you can't just put them in a plastic bag because no. you can cut through that. Um Yeah, so it was cool. All these it things a lot of things to think about. Yeah, there was a lot of things to think about. Not just not just for. a standard race, yeah. Yeah, and to have a have a drop bag that's got four hypodermic needles in it and mm. and a bunch of drugs. Um, How did the race yeah. director feel about you doing the race? Like, were they did they put any extra sort of rules on you or anything, or were they concerned, or you just didn't say anything? That one, I didn't say anything. Yeah, fair enough. To be quite honest, I didn't yeah. actually put it down. Now I do. Yes. That particular one, I just wanted to get the race done, yeah, and yeah. Um, I just thought, you know, I just don't want to overcomplicate it for them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I made sure everything was practiced in yeah. place. Um, yeah. I knew a lot of the signs of what was going to go on at that stage. I wasn't collapsing yet either. Whereas yeah. now I collapse, like I've oh, okay. on the side of the road and blacked oh, out, right. woken up on the side of the road. I've actually blacked out in a race this year and oh. last year. Uh, and so, running off off the trail, off oh, wow. like a two metre ledge, and oh. landed, you know, down below and cuts and bruises. And so, blood is it better that you legs. don't run alone? Uh, it's certainly, the first thing anyone asks me these days when I've gone somewhere remote, yeah. who was with you? Yeah, that's what I'd be wondering. <laughs> I. I do have a tendency now to run less remote trail by yeah. myself. Yeah, I think that's smart. Um, yeah. You know, I got asked yesterday, I got asked this morning, I went and ran some very remote trail yesterday, and it was, who uh, were you with yesterday? Oh, yeah. with the person I was with yesterday, I said, now I've packed snake bandages today because we'll definitely see snakes. And they've gone, what? I've <laughs> gone, Yeah. <laughs> because we're running next to water and it's really yeah. dry, we are definitely going to see venomous snakes. Do you know yeah. how to use a snake bandage? Um, and I'm guessing by so, their, their response, no, they don't. <laughs> no, well, they were foreigner. They weren't from Australia. Oh, they okay, were originally, so. but they've been away for like yeah. 10 years. They've literally just moved back to Australia. Oh, okay. um, 
So yeah, and they yeah. just maybe I think it's maybe they they haven't been trail running for very long. Let's go. With okay. That. Yeah. And so are race directors sometimes funny about you entering a race? Have you ever been knocked they, back? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I yeah. haven't ever been knocked back yet. Okay. But they certainly good. asked for a lot of medical permissions. Yeah, um, I can imagine. And they've also been asked for, um, in the case of the 100K race that I did earlier this year, which is Blackhall 100, I was asked by the race director to give a briefing on exactly what could go wrong and how to deal with it. A briefing to everybody or just to him? To the medical crews. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. so they'd know what to do, basically. Correct. Yeah. In your situation, yeah. So, what's your average kilometres a week at the moment? Uh, hundred, hundred and twenty. Wow, geez, that's that's fair. That's good. And um, so, I know when once we spoke, you said that if you don't run, you actually feel worse than if you do run. If I drop below eighty odd k's yeah. a week, um. Sometimes it needs to be more than that. I suffer significantly more pain, and right. I have to start taking pain medication. And I'm Why not do you think that about, is? I'm not talking about Panadol. No, no, I'm sure you're not. <laughs> yeah. Why, why do you think that is? Is that because of the hormones your body releases when you run, or is I that what it is? I don't know. The doctors yeah. don't know. It's been okay. a major discussion. Yeah. It works. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. Yeah. Just keep yeah. doing it. Because um, the the medication that like some of the medication that I have in the cupboard, um, you know, like you take one tablet, you're not allowed to drive for four days. For four days. Wow. Yeah. Because it knocks Jeez, you off your seat. And it's four days. Totally, My God. Yeah, four days. Yeah. Like it's a. Yeah. Um, you don't muck around with that sort of medication, yeah. No. Look, look yeah. one packet probably probably kill half a dozen people if you took it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's not stuff that I want to play with. And I've got, like, I've got, my, my liver is full of tumours now. Yeah, yeah. And, um. So it wouldn't process all that stuff no, as well either. and that's just it. Every yeah. time you take medication, you overload oh, your That's right. And so it just makes things worse. Like it's. Yeah. So yeah. anything I can do to avoid that. And minimise the amount of stuff. Yeah, no, that's, that yeah, sounds completely. So, Fair enough to me, yeah. As you figured out um, with our, you know, back and forth discussions, um, yep. I spend a significant amount of time on prehab, rehab, yeah, um, making sure that I can keep those that mileage up. The fact is, I would like yeah. to run way more than that too, um, oh. because I really enjoy running. You must, um, yeah. I, I like getting, you know, on. Sunday morning, uh, I went and ran uh, in a particular national park. I mean, we got to see a brush-tailed um, rock wallaby. Now, oh, really? Yep. Where is Hensey? Yeah. But you don't get to see that if you run in the streets. Like, you've got to get no, out. No, that's and, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and where we were, not exactly an easy run. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's when you get to see the world, and yes, I, I, I love doing that. Yeah. Now, can you tell the listeners about your Sea to Snowy Run? Yeah, so Sea to Snowy Run. Um, so I have had experimental radiation treatment. Okay. And I, I've done lots of experimental treatments. So the, the, the type of cancer that I have is, is rare, like rare. Oh, okay. Um, 
And so there's not many treatments for it. Yeah. So pretty much they are testing treatments all the time. And, you know, when you're already terminal. That's right. Yeah, like, like, yeah, exactly. Go out yeah. and do, do as many medical trials as you can. So I, yeah. I ended up on a medical trial testing intravenous radiation. So they actually injected radiation into my blood. Okay. Wow. And I made it through two treatments before I had total bone marrow suppression. So basically I stopped producing uh, white blood cells. Yep. And I got pulled off the treatment because they were going to kill me. Um, with like the, next, right. the, next lot of in, the next injection of the solution would have yeah, wiped me kill. out. Yeah. And yeah. I then had to have 12 weeks in complete isolation because oh, any bugs... Any bug at all. Yeah, because you've got no white blood cold. cells, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've got no way of fighting it. Like, if I yeah. get a common cold, dead. jeez. Um, oh, so that was quite So, But what about having your, but your kids and all that? I mean, they're going to school and getting exposed to germs and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you become a clean freak. You don't go... Yeah, it's... Uh, you just... You start avoiding people. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's just part and parcel of that. Yeah. So basically, well, I made it through that period, but at that time, um, it had always been my wife's and my plan once we were retired in another 30 yeah. years yeah. to travel around Australia, you know? Okay, yeah. And to see the sights, et cetera, et cetera. And she said, right, let's just sell the house now. Um, yeah. At the point in time, Kim, my wife, far better half, um, <laughs> she said, um, if you die today, we can't afford the house. Yeah. Like, so let's sell the house and take that yeah. stress out. Um, yeah. So we did that. And so we sold our house and um, then we ended up getting a motorhome and we travelled okay. around Australia for 12 oh, months. Fantastic, yep. And and did all of that stuff because that wasn't going to happen anymore. And then we've, we finished up doing that. Um, the kids wanted to return to doing dance and swimming, and, yeah. you know, yeah. all the normal stuff in, in lock. Yeah. Yeah. They were getting sick of being on the road um, yeah. and being confined in a small space all the yeah. time. I can imagine. Has, yeah. Has its own stresses. Yeah. But it was beautiful. We, we got to see country that's just, Australia is amazing. Anyone yeah. who hasn't travelled around Australia, don't bother travelling overseas. I've travelled overseas <laughs> too, and it's great yeah. stuff overseas. But there is sites in Australia that just blow your mind yeah. if you're willing to yeah. go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, look, I, um, I always say that. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, we've come back from that, and then uh, I started to get sick again. Okay. So all of my markers started to deteriorate. Um, I started to deteriorate. So I had these phases where I go through deterioration and then I have phases where I'm okay yeah and those deterioration phases normally what happens I'll have a scan there'll be some more tumors that have popped up and, yeah yeah and stuff like that and anyway so I was going through this deterioration phase and, and Kim just says you need to do whatever it is you want to do before you die so that you yeah. have no regrets yeah and I went I've always wanted to climb Mount Kosciuszko properly yeah so yeah that means climbing it from sea level because no mountain's measured from where you can drive to or where no, you can that's fly right. to. Exactly. Or where they're the trailhead is, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. measured from sea level. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And there used to be a race called 
coast to Cozzy, which right, was following yeah. the roads, and it was 241, yeah, 242 yeah, kilometres, yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it started uh, a little bit south of Eden and went um, to the top of Mount Kosciuszko, but it followed the main road. Yeah. Anyway, for different reasons, that doesn't exist anymore. And I, I went, well, I would like to do a similar sort of run, but there used to be, like the Aboriginals used to travel from Eden up to yep. there, and they obviously didn't follow roads. No, that's um, right, yeah. To eat the Bogon moth. Oh, and oh. to to do celebrations um, around the Chindabine area, it was okay, an annual yeah. pilgrimage type thing. Yeah. All right. Well, so there must be something on you know how they went, and so yeah. you can't follow their exact trail, but you can yeah, yeah. kind of follow the gist of where they went, and you can literally go from um, a little bit south of Eden via trail all the way oh. to the top of Mount Kosciuszko. Oh, how fantastic! So, so I have spent a lot of time looking at topographic maps, then yep. looking at Google Maps, then looking at Google Earth, yep. and working out all these trails and worked out Connecting that, yes, I all. can do it, yep. I can run it. It's yep. going to end up being a 320-plus kilometre week. Yeah. And run it over a week and do that and raise awareness for early cancer detection. Yes. Um, yep. If you've got stage 4 cancer... It's too late. There is yeah, that's not right. yeah. currently a solution. So in my yeah. case, I started with stage four cancer because that's where we you know, found it. Yeah. But if you have anything wrong, go and see a medical professional. Get it checked yeah. out. Yeah. Make sure it's not cancer. Cancer is really a simple disease. Yeah. You think about how many cells are in your body. They are all replicating constantly. Mm. And you only need the slightest error in that DNA code, you've created cancer, and yeah. then that cancer spreads. And that, that code, that's like making a single typo. Now, how many people don't make a typo? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's that that's simple. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not, a, it's not yeah. hard. Um, yeah. So, hence why, you know, cancer is so prevalent in society. So, if you yeah. have something wrong, go get it checked out. And, and don't just think, oh, it'll go away or I'll no, still be right. Or and like... don't think, oh, yeah. I'm just getting old. I'm taking longer to recover. My yeah. mistake. Yeah. yeah. All right? Yeah. And that way yeah. more people won't have to have treatment and they will yeah. end up, you know, well, or there will be a treatment plan that is actually valid for stage one, two or three. And that will get yes. them back to having no cancer. Um, yeah. So that, yeah. that's kind of that's where i'm pushing i'm not asking for money or raising money or anything like that so you're not raising money it's just raising awareness raising awareness you go and spend your own money getting checked out yeah 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 (laughs) so you don't yeah i have done other things where i've raised money but um raising money is great and and developing medication is great but if we get it before that stage yes that's right yeah, because exactly. We do actually have a heap of ways of treating cancer already. Yeah. They exist. Yeah. But yeah. you have to capture cancer. Catch it at the right stage. Enough. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. For it to be treated. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, catching a stress fracture in your leg before it becomes a full break. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to have a massive amount of plaster and stuff. You've just got to rest. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you go to a full break, oh, then you've got to do. 
past yeah, it changes us, everything. We have, yeah. It changes everything. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's what I'm aiming for is just getting the awareness out there. Now, of course, I have had to cancel that because I was doing that in February. That's right. And with the fires. Yeah. So 50% of the course has now burnt out. And in fact, mm. where the start line is, the start yeah. line is in the sand at the water's edge. It is on fire still this morning. Oh, wow. So there's no way that those trails are going to be open. Um, you know, I would have liked to have been, It's one of those things where I need to get it done before I die. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, so you can't, you can't put it off as, too long. No, so I want to do it as soon as possible. Yeah. But I also need to be realistic and not, uh, you know, if I headed down there right now and went to do it, well, that's just going to put... Uh, myself at risk and other people at risk, which is just yeah. stupid. Have you had to get any sort so, of commissions for it? <clears throat> no, because it's just running no. on gazetted roads. Okay. Which yeah, okay. The, so they're, they're gazetted fire roads and trails. Okay, okay, um, so that's right. I, yeah. There were a number of places where I wanted to get permissions. Yeah. And that was to try and follow the old Aboriginal trail more yeah. exactly, um, which is called the Bundian Way. But yeah. you can't. They go through private land. Oh, okay. You have to get private, and I just didn't want to do that. Yeah, uh, well, actually, that's a lot. I, know, I contacted a couple of people. They weren't so keen. Okay. You know, when they said, well, you can just go around and follow the road around. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to follow a traditional trail, but, yeah. So yeah, I have yeah. followed – I have – I'm doing it so as it doesn't negatively affect anyone and you don't need yeah. special permission from anyone. Yeah, yeah that's good. And so um, – so when are you thinking you might be able to, like autumn? So right now, I'm, it, I, I was thinking, okay, maybe March, April. Yeah. But this fire season, as everyone knows, has become yeah. a crisis and catastrophic. Yeah. Um, and I honestly can't see that they will have cleared those yeah. areas before winter. So oh, really? I'm thinking yeah. it'll have to be after winter now. Um, if yeah, I can get it in before winter, I will. But I'm yeah. not about to put anyone at risk either, unnecessary risk. No. Um, and, and once once you do decide or once you find the right time, are people able to join you for sections of it? So or? this is the, the interesting bit. So what I'm thinking now is – and it's been something that's been running through my head and I'm still working it out. So you can't – 100% yeah. quote me that this is going to happen. Yeah. But what I'm thinking now is it might end up being a bit of a group run. Yeah. Because we're all as a group and we're going to be travelling through what has become massively fire-affected area, one, we'll raise awareness for early cancer detection, and two, yeah. because we're there, we have to spend money in yes. the local economy. Yeah, which that is what they need. Those, yeah. Which is what they will need at that point in time. Right now they need crisis yeah. funding, but yeah. after that – they will want tourism to return. That's right. Effectively, I don't live there, so I am therefore deemed a tourist. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. And so I will be spending my money staying in yeah. accommodation, et cetera, in those areas, eating their food, yeah. hopefully really yummy food. Um, yeah, I'm sure. And, and running their trails. Yeah. And, and bringing other them. people with you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking at at the moment is I will yes. just invite people – um, and we'll do it as a bit of a group run and yeah. we'll spend money in the economy 
And yeah. that way people return, you know, we effectively are forcing people to return to those areas because we're returning to those areas and helping out. And we're not so, staying on the coast. We're running, yeah. you know, all the way across yeah. Australia. So if people want to um, look that up, it's C as in SEA and two, the number snowy.run. That's right, isn't it? That is correct, yeah. www.c2snowy.run. And and would you post there, like, whether people can join in certain sec or where they're in times and all that sort of stuff? Yes, yeah. So I will yeah. put um, a lot more planning into that now. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, then let people know, you know, yeah. if, if they particularly want to join, et cetera, uh, yeah. and what can be done, except, you know. Uh, it has yeah. to be not so big that all of a sudden I do need planning permission. That's right, because you don't <laughs> want too many people because then you well, – you, yeah. It gets to the point where, like, planning races, um, as soon as you have to do planning permissions for stuff, they just become, it becomes astronomically expensive and not worth That's doing. Right. And, and yeah. the idea of this, originally, I was just going with my dad to oh, okay. yeah. from Eden to the top of Mount Kosciuszko, and I mentioned yeah. it to somebody who happened to be in charge of an apparel company here in Australia, and okay. next minute it was published online <laughs> and it became a little bit bigger than I had ever planned. I was just going to do it quietly and not tell anyone. Oh, okay. So it's kind um, of snowballed. And it, just, yep. and it, it literally would have just shown up on Strava as yeah. <laughs> that. He, he ran to the top oh. of Mount Kosciuszko. He just busted um, out a 320-kilometre run. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. That's how it would yeah. have looked. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It, um, and it seems to be it's growing and I've got yeah. a lot of people who have come on board with helping out. Yeah. But it can't get too big yet. No, that's fair enough. Maybe, yeah. maybe if I live long enough, yeah. um, it'll become something. But um, yeah. in the initial event, I want it to help the yeah. local economy for those people who have been through this fire crisis. And two, yeah. people get out, or, or even first originally, was people yeah. get out and get themselves medically checked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they're, yeah. If they're in, entirely not sure about something with their health, just get it checked. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that Absolutely. sounds fair. Now, as part of your training for this, I, I, I know we were talking, you sort of have a bit of fun with your training. You were talking about your Maccas run. Did you want to just give us a quick overview of what that was? Yeah, so um, I, when I, I run a fair bit, and yeah. I always want to do different things, and I always try and go and see different things. So, yeah. um, you know, like a few weeks ago, I was out running, and I noticed these really weird things sticking out of the wall, of this really old wall. Yeah. And I'm like, what are these bits of iron sticking out of the wall? They're weirdly shaped. Yeah. It's a bit weird. And, and there's like 70 or 80 of them down this wall. Anyway, yeah. I've then I've looked at the wall and I've walked around and I've finally found this tiny little plaque, like literally two inches by three inches, that says these are the original hitching posts for horses coming oh, in okay. Yeah, and yep. that's where they used to tie them up, and then they'd walk huh. into town and go shopping, and then they'd okay. walk back out of town and unhitch their horse. Yeah. yeah. So, I, like, I go for a run and I look stuff up, and I found, you know, um, bits and pieces. Anyway, on this day, it was it was the first day of the year, and I went, oh, I'm going to go for a Macca's run. Everyone goes for a Macca's run. They go to the drive through oh, and right. <laughs> pick up food, and I went, Well, I'm going to go yeah. for a Macca's run, but I won't go into any McDonald's. I'm just going to run from McDonald's to McDonald's. And yeah. the original bit was it'll be quiet enough that I can run down the main highway, which is oh, what okay. I needed to do to join a couple of bits together. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've since found out that there's actually an alternate route 
that doesn't go on the highway, and it's only no, like 300 metres longer. But um, yeah. <laughs> that's what I've worked out since. So I ended up running from to four different McDonald's stores, did just over a half marathon. Okay, that's a fair distance and, then, yep. Yeah, and, and ended up coming home. And then I, I posted that um, on social media. And I yep. got a bunch of people, you know, make smart aleck comments about doing a Macca's run. Yeah. And so then it was all of a sudden there was stuff popping up like, well, what happens? What if we make a Macca's run where you have to eat a Big Mac at every single stop? That's what I was thinking, yep. And then and see if you can not throw up and keep going. Yeah. And it was like, oh, all right, okay. Well, hang on. <laughs> let me, let's look up. There's 17 McDonald's in Ishwich. Really? Yeah. yeah I know. 17? 17. Oh so then That's I ridiculous. Out, okay. I started, you know, tracking between each one. And then I yeah. worked out there's an 80-kilometer run. If you oh, run okay. from Maccas to Maccas, it'll be 80 kilometers. And then I worked That's out there was, a, there was good effectively, run distance. Yeah, effectively there was an east and a west, which yeah. would be a marathon in the east and a marathon in the west. <laughs> With yep. the, the one store, which is Brussels, being yep. the central store. So if we start at Brussels, uh, okay. the east yeah, yeah. loop, and then we start at Brussels again, and I think it's Brussels. Could be Bevel. Um, yep. I always get those two mixed up. Anyway, <laughs> you start at one store, and you, you do this loop, and then you start at the same store, and you do the, the other loop. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it kept going back and forth, and someone came up with the smart aleck comment of, well, once you've completed the run, actually, I think it was uh, Laura, who's doing um, the 200-miler in a couple of weeks' time. So good luck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, what's it called? Hell of the West. Is it oh, the yes, West? that's right. No, yeah, no, I it's think... not Hell of the West. Um, what's the one in... Delirious West. WA? Delirious oh, I don't... West. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's doing Delirious West. Yeah. Um, so good luck to her. She's racing yes. this weekend as well. Yes. Um, oh, good luck. So anyway, she goes, well, obviously... You know the the finishers medal has to be a Happy Meal toy. Ah, I like it. And I was like, oh, well, there's an idea. Yeah. So basically, it was then, um, well, let's raise money for Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. We'll do a Saturday Sunday marathon, so a marathon on Saturday and a marathon on Sunday, and we'll also probably do a um, a relay. So you just meet at each oh, McDonald's. Yeah. And run yep. from one McDonald's to another. Okay, yeah. Yep. And the way it will work is you start at the first McDonald's store and you purchase an item, whatever it may be, um, and that gives you a receipt with a time yes. stamp. Of course, for your it time. It proves that you've yep. been there and it proves what time you've been there. So then you run to the next one, you get the same, you purchase whatever. <laughs> You get a timestamp, then you run to the next one, you get a timestamp, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and we'll complete uh, all 17. So, you'll so end it's up like your checkpoints. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit more like a rally. So it's a yeah. running rally, but it's a Macca's run. And I then, like it. Uh, and we'll raise money for Ronald McDonald House. I haven't contacted McDonald's yet, and I am definitely – well, I, I'm going to contact Ronald McDonald House um, yeah. and go through the idea with them. And I'm sure they'd, they'd love it. Yeah. Yeah, and so we'll just turn that into – Again, not this massive big event that needs yes. organisation and road closure yeah, and rubbish like that. Right, yeah, There'll yeah, just be yeah. a, a bunch of us who park near the yeah. car park so we don't lock up their car park for the day That's and go right, yeah. for a run and then we'll go for a run again either the next day or maybe even just the next weekend depending on what people yeah. are up. 
four. Yeah. And we'll do the Macca's run, raise money from uh, Ronald McDonald House. That's an awesome idea. That's brilliant. So, yeah. So what was and, and it sounds like a lot of fun. Like, that's fun. Well, as, when you run as a group like that, it'll be fun, especially yeah. when you start to chastise people for what they bought at McDonald's. Um, do, they have, do you have to, to eat to it eat. if you buy it? Or can you just I, pretend I to eat it? I personally won't be eating much. Yeah, I don't know. If I try to eat stuff off them, like, I end up getting hospitalised when I eat the wrong thing these days. So I, I can imagine. And that's so... Yeah. I mean, McDonald's is all great, but it's not exactly full of the healthy stuff that you need. <laughs> it's not, but they do have some healthy options. They do now, which is a lot better. Yeah. Which is a lot better. So I might be eating a lot of um, apple slices. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it, it certainly, it would, I wouldn't put it past me to eat hot chips um, as uh, a bit of carbo loading. Yeah, well, um, chips aren't But it will be bad, the smallest really. packet they have, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Anyway, I think I think that sounds like really good fun and a good way of getting in like a decent amount of kilometres too. Definitely, you definitely get in some good k's, bit of fun, do something good for for the kids. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. All right, well, thank you very much, Ashley. We've had quite a decent chat. Um, so, thanks so much, and and you really are an inspiration for um, just getting back out there and and how much running can help you with your life and the community and, and that sort of thing. Like it just reinforces for me how awesome running is. So thanks for that. It's my pleasure. Running is fantastic. The other thing that I would like to add is yes. um, people don't know that I'm ill when I'm yes. out running. Yeah. And it's one of those things that as someone who – you know, I, I have moments where I'm shocking. Like, I, I ran this morning, and then I honestly had to have a sleep between okay. running this morning and chatting yeah. with you. Yeah. So I was that I could chat to you. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so because you sound full of energy, but I guess that takes work to have that energy. It does take work to have that energy. But when I am out there, people don't know. And yeah. it's wonderful to run into runners, like you run into runners everywhere. And, yeah, yeah. you know, they might be only running 1K or 2K or they might be running 50. Um, yeah. You just don't know. But you say hi to people and it's fantastic. Yeah. There's, I don't, I've never run past a runner that hasn't said hello. Yeah. Um, and it's just a great boost. They don't know you're sick. And yeah. because of that, you forget that you have cancer. And it's oh, that's just awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. It really yeah, I is. can imagine. Yeah. That's a great thing. All right, well, good luck with everything. We'll keep an eye on the Sea to Snowy uh, website so that we can see when it's all happening. And I'll put links for that in the show notes. Thank um, you very much. Yeah, so, and where can people, like, I know you're not going to have a website for the Macca's run, but where can they see any, inf- like, on your Instagram right, or anything so like that? Yeah, I'll tuck that on my, on my Instagram. So my Instagram yep. is ashleydrew.me. Yep. Okay. Um, as my handle, so that's yep. A S H L E Y D R U for unicorn, V for Victor, E for elephant. Dot yep. me. Okay. All right. Cool. Because I'm sure people want to see how that all goes. Because yeah, it just sounds awesome. Yeah. So that should be a lot of fun. I'll, I'll keep working on that. Might be a yep. few months. So yeah, uh, that's yeah. yeah that's I, fair I, enough. I, You've got to... I ran 17 k's this morning. And it is so humid and hot at the moment. Oh, it just yeah, no, that's wrecks not fun. you. Yeah, it no. does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for the chat and um, good luck with everything. And, and hopefully, like, once you've done the Sea to Snow, you can maybe have another 
post Cedar Snowy interview and see how that all went. Ab- absolutely. Would love to. Great. All right. Thanks for that. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Well, what an amazing guy, wouldn't you agree? He messaged me later after the interview to say that he had contacted Ronald McDonald House and they are very excited about his Macca's run, so that's wonderful news. I think his point about going to the doctor when something seems a bit off or you're extra tired is great advice. I don't know about you, but I'm hopeless about going to the doctor. I keep waiting for things to get better or I rationalise it away. I think it's a good reminder for us all to be more vigilant. Next week's podcast is with Caroline Gavin, the female winner of the Two Bays 56km race just a couple of weeks ago. She managed to win this race whilst working full-time and bringing up a young son. I used to work full-time with two young kids whilst training, so I know and understand how hard it is. And it just goes to show you what you can do when you are organised. And she does it with not too many kilometres. You'll be interested to hear about that. Now, have you recently found out that you've gotten into the UTMB or CCC? I know there's been a bit of talk on Facebook about that sort of thing. And maybe you're not too sure about how to go about training for such a massive event. Well, to help you with this, I've prepared 12, 16 and 20 week programs to help you reach your goals. Just go to the link in the show notes, which will take you to the Peak Endurance Coaching website. Click the link for the race and training length of time that you are after. You will then be invited to the app with the training plan. It's a big expense going to Europe and doing these races. You definitely want to be at your fittest and strongest for them. So check out the show notes for that link. As always, I do ask you to please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts as this helps the audience grow and, like I said, helps give me access to um, a greater range of interviewees. Thank you so much for your support. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast with Ashley and have a great week of training.